I was the one that sat in that room and was told three words, change or die. I was the one. And you're sitting in front of you and realize this. Realize this. I had two, two, two shots at life. And I almost lost the one. This one I have now in front of you, all of you, I am hanging on for dear life and everybody in this audience would have to rip it from me. That's how much passion I have about living because I know it's important. So do you. So do you. Get out of college, we were pretty active. Then all of a sudden we get into corporate America. We sit behind a desk. Oh, do you remember the party weekends? We couldn't wait to get to the fucking bar, drink our asses off, get stoned, get high, whatever it was. And then I fast forwarded 15 years and you're 339 pounds. You see, there's something in that picture you don't understand. Good afternoon, I'm Michael Knight, and welcome to Change or Die. You're going to want to start paying attention to this show. Because for the first time, I don't have to sit behind four walls and discuss to people how to change or they're going to die. You see, that was me at 339 pounds. And as you watch the show, you'll understand a year and a half later, I lost 121 pounds. I became the guru. What you didn't understand is what most of us go through. We want to be thin and lose weight, and it doesn't fucking matter at what price. At that point, people didn't know that I was in full-blown adrenal fatigue, and if you don't know what that is, look it up. And I was in major depression for about eight months. So I've almost killed myself twice. So then there was my journey to our guest today, and I'll start slowly. Because I need you to please understand what's going on in this world. And I do have help because of the people I have placed in my life. You see, you give up very quickly. You go from diet to diet, as I did. There's not too many people I'm not going to sit down with, and when they start talking to me, relate to what they're going through. But see, I never gave up. Most of you have given up. You try for three months, you try for four months, and you try for five months. Here's what I'm going to tell you right now going forward. The things you are doing are unfucking sustainable That why you quit. We're here to give you comfort that you don't have to do stupid shit. But before we get started, I had an interesting conversation with a man who entered my life about three weeks ago. His name is Marcus, and he is the head of my social media team. And he's an incredible human being. Marcus, you in? Come on over here, Marcus. Come on in. Have a seat. This is Marcus. And last week, Marcus always walks around with a smile. And I'm going to let you tell the audience, Marcus, what happened when I looked at you and you said, Mike, I have to come to your gym. And I said, why? And you said... Well, I had a conversation with my doctor very recently, and um, they broke it down for me. I mean, they, they pretty much said the same thing that you were, like the message that you're, that changed you. You know, they said change or die because the way my diabetes is going right now is really hurting my body. And um, so there has to be a, a switch, you know. So I decided to start taking the steps to take that switch. But I won't lie, I don't know all the answers when it comes to making that switch. The thing I'm sitting here with Marcus is the same reason I say it across from Marcus McGrew, who was on our show last week, who had a new heart and two new kidneys. 
and trainers and nutritionists pay attention to me right now. When a man of Marcus McGrew is standing outside your door, he has a new heart and two kidneys that have been donor to him standing outside your door, and he walks in your door and he asks for help. Are you 100% sure you can help him? Because when he walked in, I gave him the answer of, yes, I am 100% sure. So it's mysteriously how God puts people in, in your life. Marcus McGrew and this young man sitting across from me, 25 years old, a diabetic. He had no idea. But now it's like, if you don't have answers, who are you going to trust? Well, I told the young man sitting across from me that we're going to get this under control because I do have the best and I do have the answers. The same answers I'm going to give you people watching today in moving forward because I'm tired of people broadcasting stupid fucking shit. I want to show you a chart right now, and I want you to really pay attention to this chart. I want you to take a look at this. 210, severe obesity, 6.6, obesity, 35, overweight, 63. Look at 10 years later, 9.2, 42%, and 71% of the world is overweight. In 2030, nearly all of us will be overweight. 48% obese. Now I want you to stop and think about that chart. 20 years ago, 10 years ago, we didn't have the keto, the intermittent fattening, drink lemon juice, drink shake, shove it up your ass. You had to find answers. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to all those, trust me. But I did it because I was watching everybody. I was trying to figure this shit out on my own. Your neighbor comes in, you lost five pounds, you're going to try that shit. We don't know what we don't know. Most of you are drowning. The fucking water is here, and you don't know how to get out. Guess what? I do. And that's why I want you to join me on this journey. So... How did I get to this point where I'm so confident about what I'm doing? Remember, I told you God puts people in your life for a reason. So I'm in the gym. I'm going through my isogenics, one of my shit show diets, and feeling good, you know, thinking I know everything. And a very good dear friend of mine, Karen Sloda. God, I love her. I miss you, Karen. I hope you're doing well. One of only two female chiropractors in the NFL. She's been with the Lions for roughly eight years. She walks in my office, in my gym, and I look at her and I about hit the floor. I go, what the fuck happened to you? She looked incredible. She goes, Macro Mike. I go, well, I need to talk to him. So no, 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 you don't understand. He don't see anybody. I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I need him. So she reaches out to this man. They call him Macro Mike. And he agrees to take me on. After that, he sends me a form, four pages, and it comes back. I open the file, and I look at it, and I go, I call her up. And she goes, before I even got to her, she goes, I know what the fuck. We'll get to the what the fuck in a second. She goes, don't worry. Just pay attention to it. It's not as bad as you seem. So I tried doing what Macro Mike wanted me to do. And this is where other people came in my life. I started cooking the way Micro Mike wanted me to do. It was a huge change. Any change you, or you do, you're going to have to have a change. When you cook for yourself for the first fucking time, it's called a change. It's called a lifestyle change. You are going to have to make changes. 
My kitchen looked like a meth lab. I had enough. I hired chefs. I hired cooks. And these are the people I now trust with my life. So this young man sitting across from me, Marcus, he's trusting me in Michael, the man I'm going to introduce you to right now. No further. He can trust us with his life, just like Marcus McGrew, McGrew did. Excuse me. Mr. Michael Paul, eight years, <laughs> and it's been one hell of a journey and one hell of an, edu- uh, one hell of an education. So I'm not going to steal any more thunder. I think we give him a, an idea of who you are, but maybe you can share with us who you are, where you come from, and how we got together and your knowledge. Sure. I uh, appreciate that, Mike. Thank you. So, uh, you know, long story short, uh, I've always been active, always been interested in nutrition and how diet and food can help people improve the overall quality of their life, improve their health and well-being, and of course, improve their performance. If we're talking about athletes or people in general, you just want to gain weight, lose weight, you know, go through a body recomposition and so on. So I attended the University of Michigan, Dearborn, uh, majored in biochemistry. I thought I wanted to go into research, started going down that path, uh, ultimately went into corporate re- corporate America for a number of years, uh, but you know, continued to study and learn and helped a lot of people along the way, family, friends, uh, with their diet, their approach to eating, uh, help competitors and so on, uh, until ultimately, you know, as you know, Karen, uh, Karen and I crossed paths, uh, helped her with her approach, and uh, ultimately brought me to you. You know, long story, very short, that's, uh, that's it. He makes it sound very simple. You know, three weeks ago, I spoke at the NFL Combine as a keynote speaker, and I told him I'm not coming unless this man comes with me because I stood in front of that NFL Combine because I had answers for my own being. Because at where I stand right now, I am in physically the best shape I've ever been in my entire life. Because I have answers and I have coaches like Mike. So, Mike, you are a person out in public right now. We know the public is desperate. We've Since COVID, it has gone real, real backwards quickly. And it's, it's like a, it's spinning out of control. So where do we start? Where do we start with Mike? Where do you start these people? What would you give them as suggestions when it's overwhelming, they're drowning, and they don't know how to fucking get out? Well, well, that's a good question. Um, So obviously, these these would be general statements. So they may or may not be applicable to, you know, any individual. Um, COVID threw a huge wrench in a lot of different ways that people live their lives, obviously. Everybody knows that. Um, The inactivity, the extra eating, uh, everyone added a lot of weight. Uh, The lack of sunshine had significant negative impact on people's vitamin D levels, uh, something critical for the immune system. So we've learned a lot of valuable lessons going through the last couple of years. Uh, Unfortunately, they're not pleasant lessons and regrettably uh, a lot of you know, people's, people's families had to pay an unfortunate price, you know, as we went through things. Um, fortunately, we did learn a lot. Uh, so in general, people tend to overcomplicate things from my perspective. Uh, they'll, you know, jump on a website, they'll read something, they'll listen to a friend of theirs, they'll try an approach for a week or two thinking, oh, you know, I want to, you know, 
get my body back from my 20s or 30s or, or whatever. And their expectations are very unrealistic. Uh, they'll switch from you know ketogenic approach or a low carb approach to you know Mediterranean diet or what have you. And they'll do that repeatedly, going back and forth to different fad diets. Instead of sitting down with someone, rather it's, it's me or someone else, and just diligently working through what do they need as an individual? What is their activity level? What's their overall health status? What's their current body composition? You know, what are they planning to do for the next few months in terms of activity? Are they committing themselves to getting a regular lifestyle where they get adequate sleep? They can manage their nutrition, meaning they're going to do some shopping, some prepping, rather they're actually in the kitchen or as you've done, Mike, you know, hire someone or, or get food through a meal prep service. There's a lot of options out there and a meal plan certainly doesn't have to be complicated. In let's, fact, let's stop right there for a second. The meal plan okay. doesn't have to be complicated, which is true. Mike is very humble. I want you to go to Mike. I want you to go to Mike because what you're about to hear and see is incredible. Remember, you're asking him to put you in a position in life that you're requesting. He's going to give you a set of instructions. Now, I will tell you over the last eight years, every plan he has written, every person, including myself and every athlete, has walked in the door and said this. How am I supposed to eat all this food? Think about that. Whether they want to lose weight, gain weight, get leaner, whatever it is, how am I supposed to eat all this food? Really? Okay. But here's something you're going to watch. Watch as I go through a Jane Doe meal plan of Michael Paul's. Ready? Here's Monday. There should be a graph coming up. You're going to see us go through seven days real quick. Nope. Nope. Eh, we'll get it. Hang on. One nope. There it is. Okay, stop. There's Monday. There's Tuesday. Now watch. There's Wednesday. There's Thursday. Now watch. There's Friday. There's Saturday and Sunday. That, my friends, is a nutrient-balanced Food plan for you, not your neighbor, not your brother, not your sister, for you. Now, Michael, when you put something like this together, how long does it usually take? And, and give me an idea of what goes into putting this together because you're not just putting calories. You're not counting calories and macros. There's a lot more that has to go into this. So share us with how do you design that plan for an individual when they come to you? So it depends a little bit on the individual, obviously. Um, the general approach, I'll send them a questionnaire to, to get some of the information that I would need. And a lot, of, a lot of that would be typical. Anyone such as myself would probably ask very similar questions. Um, some I have in there probably aren't being asked often enough, but essentially like height, weight, um, what your goals are, what your food preferences are, you know, likes, dislikes. Uh, allergies, obviously, 
uh, as well as any medical conditions. Obviously, if they're, they're hypoglycemic or if they're diabetic, uh, if they're a woman, if you know they have a regular menstrual cycle, if they're PCOS, uh, what their age is. I mean, all of these different things, where they are in their life cycle, can impact their, their nutrient requirements. Are they a professional athlete? Do they just simply go for walks you know, in the evening? You know, how many calories are they burning on a typical day? Okay, so I'll take that information and basically analyze it. And then usually there's a, a phone call or two to clarify um, exactly what they're looking for, you know, any supplements that they may be taking, uh, any medication they may be utilizing uh, as that can have can have a significant impact on nutrient absorption, uh, how their body handles things. Uh, there could be downstream considerations. So all of that gets essentially baked into the process. And then I'll put together a meal plan for them. I'll do an assessment, which is based off that questionnaire, sort of a snapshot of where they are now relative to where they tell me they wanna be, you know, be it gaining muscle, losing body fat, you know, going through a recomp, and so on. Uh, and then I'll build out their meal plan and present that to them. Expectations. Here's where I really want you to hit home because I got to give you a story. I had this wonderful lady come in. She was doing your meal plan for about three months, and she goes, oh, my God. And I go, what? She goes, all this work for a half a pound a week. And I go, and? I said, at the end of the year, I think it's 30-some pounds, if I'm correct. So give me expectations, Michael, because when someone gets a plan and they say I can lose three to five to seven pounds, I have to take a deep breath and look up into the heavens because I want to scream. What's the expectations, Michael, on a very good I-get-to-eat-food plan, typically? The, the general approach is going to be somewhere between a half to maybe one to one and a half percent of their current body weight. That depends on a few things. Uh, if the person is larger, then I, I would typically be more aggressive initially and then kind of do that for, let's say, two months to pick a number. It'll depend on a number of things, but two months where we may be losing at two percent or slightly higher depending. Um, and then after you know, an initial period, scale that back and take that you know, you know, for duration. Um, if there's a large amount of body fat that they want to drop, we'll do it in, in essentially in stages. Um, the reason we wanna do that is we wanna take you know, diet breaks where we basically bring them back up to maintenance level calories so that their hormones can balance. Essentially, their body takes a little bit of a break from the deficit. And it'll, it allows them to then go back into a deficit and be more responsive. We'll also have to you know, recalculate what that maintenance and what those, that deficit should be. Because as they lose weight, uh, their metabolism is going to burn at a different rate, uh, so to speak. Their, their requirements are going to change. So that needs to be taken into consideration. Mm -hmm. So we'll go through this process and uh, take them to you know, whatever level they want to meet. Of course, all of this is assuming a deficit, meaning they want to lose body fat. Right. For individuals that are athletes and they want to gain muscle, it would be the opposite process. 
we would still calculate what they need, what their maintenance is, and then take them, you know, 10% above that, depending, uh, and start tracking, see how they're responding, how their training's going, and then make the appropriate adjustments as we move forward. Good. Uh, so One, it, it, the, the point being is it's tailor-made. It depends yes. on the individual. One other thing, I always tell people, if you were triplets, you would all have a different plan with Michael Paul. You would all have a different plan. Now, let's talk about the nasty five-letter word, carbs. God help me. God help me. Women are afraid of carbs. Tell us how dangerous that can be when they don't eat carbs and they freak out that they have a carb in their body. Please expand. Uh, so, yeah, that can that's a conversation. Um, <laughs> Do we need a drink right now? <laughs> yeah, it's spiked. Right. <laughs> so, carbohydrates, they're not the enemy. The type of carbohydrate, the amount of carbohydrates, and what time of day, those are things that you need to consider. Um, if someone is consuming entirely too much simple sugar, it's going to have a negative impact on, on their metabolism, on their body composition, their performance, their cognitive abilities. It'll impact them. But if someone is eating quality carbohydrates, meaning from whole grain natural sources, their body is going to respond positively to that. Of course, I am assuming these are healthy individuals. We're not, you know, to the people that have IBS or celiacs or Hashimoto's and, you know, different uh, considerations than, you know, the type of food that is selected, again, you know, will significantly come to bear. Uh, but assuming, you know, they, an omnivore, they can eat for the most part, whatever. Um, simple sugars are something that they're going to want to minimize uh, or avoid altogether, depending. But carbohydrates in and of themselves are not a problem. So ketogenic diets, low-carb diets, uh, they're obviously very popular right now. People like to utilize them because they, they seem to be very effective in the short term. Uh, and I'm sure most people are aware that a lot of that initial weight primarily is glycogen and water. So your body, when you eat carbohydrates, you're going to store glycogen, muscle and the liver, a little bit elsewhere. But as your body stores that, it stores water with it. So when it burns off that glycogen, it's going to move that water with it. So the initial, you know, 10 pounds or, or whatever in the first week or two, primarily it's just glycogen water weight. Uh, that's going to be it. And long term, it, a ketogenic approach or a very low carb diet is not something in general that I, I recommend to people. I've implemented them and some people can be very successful with them. And I do utilize them for some individuals for specific reasons. And they can be extremely effective, but not necessarily intended for long term. Yes, your body can utilize ketones. It can make them. Your, your brain can function on them. I understand it. But that is a survival mechanism. So the body is under a stress to do that. That is not something that nature put in place so that we could manage our body fat. It's in order so that we, we don't die, essentially, when food is very limited. Okay, the, the number one rule of biology is don't die. Because if you're dead, everything else just doesn't matter. So the body's body can do a lot in order to ensure its survival. 
and it can function without carbohydrates. Absolutely. Right. Okay? But that the doesn't other, mean it's optimal. And one of the, that's a great, I mean, it's amazing what you just said in layman's terms, but people listening would go, what did you just say? Because they just, just tell me what to do. Just tell me what, they don't, they don't want to dive in and find the reasons why. They just want, am I thin? Am I going to lose weight? Please tell me. That's all I want to know. So don't tell, I don't need to know the other shit. So he's putting it in layman's terms, and he's a very kind, calm individual. I should be translating, but I won't. Not yet. Anyways, one of the times when I was working with you, Mike, is that I, um, my mother passed, and I was getting ready to get into a tactical strength challenge, which was a world championship, and my body fat started going up. Nothing changed. And I remember going and said, Mike, you know, what's going on? He looked at me and goes, how's your stress? How's your sleep? I said, okay. He says, that's what's happening, Mike. Now, address those two things, Who people who do not get eight hours. Because we always see, get eight hours and nine hours of sleep. Get eight hours and nine hours of sleep. Drink your water. Get your stress level. Talk about those two things when it comes to getting your body to operate so it can do what you're asking it to do. So sleep, it, sleep of course, is critical. I think most people know that by now, uh, at least I would hope. Uh, it's not that we necessarily need eight hours. That's a certainly a good number. Some people require more, some people require less. But it, it would it's a fallacy to think that we can shave hours off of that regularly and not have some negative impact from it, okay? The body heals, it resets. That's a, there's a lot of things that take place when we rest that's critical. If you're not getting adequate sleep for one reason or another, would highly recommend you have a conversation with your physician, your primary care doctor, and, and start trying to figure out why that may be. Very likely a, a component to that will be you know, nutrition, will be diet, um, certainly lifestyle and other factors, some of which we may be able to have an influence on and change, others perhaps not. Uh, obviously, Mike, in your situation, uh, regrettably, you couldn't change your, your mother's passing, but we could, you know, have conversations or you could have conversations on how to handle right. that, interpret it and how to move beyond that. Right. And the same is true of everyone, right? There's right. things that we are able to influence and things we can't. Uh, diet is one of them, uh, especially in America, for the most part, you know, we have access to more food than we necessarily need from a survival perspective. Okay, I don't want to cut you uh, off, but there's something I want to get to. So okay. he does a meal plan. I want to pull up a chart. I want you to see a nutrient balance chart. And please, we got about two minutes, Mike, to go over through this chart. If you can see it, you know, you can blow it up. But he's going to talk. When I talk about being nutrient balanced, this is why he puts a meal plan together. Talk about how you want your clients nutrient balanced and how important it is for someone to be nutrient balanced, especially when bad shit happens to their body. Yeah, so that basically that that breaks down you know the, their their macros, their proteins, carbs, fats, and then some of the nutrients, you know, the vitamins, minerals, uh, the omega fats, and so on that that are within the meal plan that I prepared for them. If they're taking supplements, then th that gets baked into that as well so that they can see with the meal plan what they have, what the percentages are relative to, you know, the government's recommended daily intakes, okay? Um, so they can see, okay, I need more of this or less of that. They can make their adjustments. Um, a significant part of that is going to be fruits and vegetables, primarily the vegetables, 
Uh, and that's a long conversation that I have with clients so that they understand how to swap things in and out and how to make up for, you know, something that you know, may not be reflected in the meal plan. Currently, you can't put everything in one week's meal plan. So I do work with clients on how to, how to swap things out and, right. you know, how to help them. I, I'm not looking for lifelong clients. Right. Essentially, I try to help my clients understand how to make me irrelevant essentially in their lives. So how, how do you swap things in and out? How do you rotate proteins? You know, what vegetables will give me this versus that and so on. Uh, so I want them to understand those things. Good. So that, that's is, essentially what that is. And it's very important. I mean, Mike and I talk, you know, once a day, two, three times a day. And it's just every time it's just another. This is why, you know, when I see, sit with a Marcus McGrew, heart transplant, two kidney transplants. He's now back to work. Marcus, my social media guru, he's going to be okay because he will trust that man right there. So, Michael Paul, it's been a pleasure. I'm sure we'll talk to you more today, and uh, we're going to have you back again, and we'll keep this discussion going because there's nothing more important than learning how to eat 20 years later. Thank you. Thank you, team. Appreciate it. Invest, research, get help from the best. Know who the best are. And then, then the other ones. Kind of thought it was a cute presentation. It was great, good information. It was fun. He was intense. You're going to jump back on your track. And that car is going to ride. And it is inevitable. I'm telling you right now, it is inevitable. That somewhere along that line, that car, that track is going to collide with the wall. And I'm praying to you right now, I'm praying to God, your families and everything, that there's not someone standing in front of you and looks at you and greets you with change or die.